to overcome, succeed in dealing with a problem or difficulty, defeat of an opponent to prevail, overpower or overwhelm of an emotion, adversity, a difficult or unpleasant situation, used in a sentence, resilience in the face of adversity. I want to break free. All right, everybody, welcome back to episode number 15 of the Overcoming Adversity podcast. My name is Blake Cohen. I am one of the hosts of this lovely podcast, and I am here with my co-host, Amanda Marino. Hey, Blake, what's going on? Happy Thursday. Whoa, I love that energy. Where'd that energy just come from? Ooh, I pulled that one out of like the reserves. (laughs) Right before we started recording, Amanda's like, just, yeah, okay. All right, we'll start recording. And well, should... it's it's late in the day. It's Thursday. You know, we've worked a full week already. I'm I'm a little pooped, but I'm I'm pumped right now, Blake. I'm in this weird thing where I feel like I can't get enough sleep. Like no matter how good of a night of sleep I have, I still wake up exhausted for some reason. Yeah. Which might mean I have to go into like a bear style hibernation for a full season or something. A full weekend of downtime would be good. That will cure it idea of weekends i think like we need to have just a season off everybody should just rotate and just take a full like three months off well other like i think europe don't they give like six weeks or something certain some places give like six weeks off a year i don't know if they do or they don't but that sounds really nice honestly yeah yeah sounds great to me i think but i think what your cure right now will be a nice long a nice weekend of of like pajamas and home and movies i think you need that well, I don't have that on the horizon. That's not coming for me. I have presentations both Friday and Saturday, and then I fly to Austin on Sunday. So okay, I don't next have time. a nice weekend. But eventually there will be, and I'll, I'll just continue to look forward to that. Yeah, exactly. So, Blake, you have an amazing book. You're an author. I, yeah. I, yeah, that's awesome. I'm a coach, and, and you know we've collaborated on this, this awesome podcast together, and it's been so much fun. I love it. Yeah, I think uh, there's been a lot more, a lot more learning from this podcast than I thought there would be. I think there's been a lot better of a response to the podcast than I thought there would be. We are officially huge announcement. Insert firework noise right now. We are at 1,054 listens to the Overcoming Adversity podcast, which is, I think, way more than Amanda and I completely ever anticipated. We thought like our parents and our siblings would be the only ones listening to this. <laughs> well, we had a goal. We had a goal, a goal of 1,000. And so like that's our first milestone and now our next one's 5,000. So, I mean, it's exciting stuff because there's so many podcasts out there. That means people are really listening and, and you know, engaging in this. So it's, it's, it's really cool, you know, that our message of our, our awesome guests are getting out there because they need to be heard. And I think it speaks a lot to our listeners of what, that everybody is struggling with adversity and we all need to rely on each other. Uh-huh. We have to all rely on each other everyone <laughs> for uh, support and for perspective and for relatability and to know that we're not alone. Right. Exactly. And out of our horizon of our, you know, bubble of, of recovery and, and mental health, like there's so much else out there that people go through and that they overcome and, you know, just amazing. You know, we, we've heard crazy stories being in the line of work we're in. Um, but on the other hand, you know, like, it's like, it's just opened up our mind and opened up our, 
you know, listeners' minds to like all the different people that and different things that people go through. So if you've lost a child or you lost a limb or you've had a, an illness at 30 years old, you know, like all these things you can get over, you know, and, and you can inspire others like our guests have. And that's powerful. Yeah. And even sometimes you, we've learned now that sometimes you don't get over them, but you learn to live with that adversity. And sometimes it becomes a part of you and it helps form who you are and your identity, which yeah. I think is a big part of, of struggle and growth, right? I mean, we all kind of, we never envision our lives when we're thinking as kids of what we're going to be when we're growing up. I don't think we ever think about like, well, I can't wait to, to lose a child so that I can grow from it. Or I, I don't, I can't wait to lose my leg so that I can right. come of service to others. I, we never no. stuff. No, no way. Nobody can prepare you for that. I feel like, you know, that's actually what shapes us and that's yeah. what gives us a story and that's what makes us interesting and that's what makes us human. Yep. And that's, you know, also what strengthens people because, you know, once you've gone through something you think you can never go through and you go through, you, you get a, you know, as you go through, it's terrible, a terrible experience. But once you're through it and you, you know, and you're kind of to the other side, it's like that feeling is like no other feeling to be, you know, that you, when you've walked through hell. Yeah. You know, to be on the other side of that, it's like to know true peace and to know true freedom. And it's fleeting too, though. You know, like it, it's oh, yeah. funny because it just comes and goes, and we have to continually face these adversities. And we have to continually learn who we are, and who we are is changing. And it, it's a lot of things that are kind of hard to accept, I think. Um, you know, we've highlighted some major adversities on this podcast, but I think a lot of the time it's as they're happening to us, they're really hard to accept and they suck. And I don't think there ever has been a growth experience that hasn't sucked for anybody. Yeah, definitely. And like, even on a, you know, on the day-to-day scale, like these are, you know, these, we've talked about so many like very um, large scale adversities and life events that have happened for people. But like, even like the day-to-day kind of like what you and I have been talking about lately, you know, connecting on is like our personal growth and, um, and, and like how even that kind of stuff is like a lot sometimes, you know, and the, just the day-to-day growth and the day-to-day challenging yourself and the day-to-day, you know, suiting up and showing up and wanting to be further along, but like still trucking along and still making little progress, but sometimes feeling it's not enough and getting insecure. And, you know, it goes on and on when you're, when you're trying to work towards a goal. And like, you know, I, 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 that my place in that mentally goes back and forth, you know, I'm in a good place. I'm in a fear place. You know, I know that you've gone through the same thing lately. Yeah. Um, and, and I would say I'm, I'm in it right now, honestly. And it's weird. I guess, you, you know, you learn that to be okay with being uncomfortable. Um, at the same time, you're still uncomfortable. So it still sucks. And, right. you know, I, I think I'm, I think I'm hard on myself. And I've always talked about this with you that like, I think I'm, I struggle with the, the being enough in the moment idea of, I, I always feel like I need to be doing more and I always feel like I'm, I'm never good enough or I need to be doing the next thing. And I, I struggle with staying um, in the moment of accomplishment. I, right. once something really good happens to me or something cool has happened, you know, so much great stuff has happened this year. Um, but it's still hard to kind of revel in that. I, I've already moved on to, okay, so what's next? Right. 
Right. And that's where you people like you and I have to like own that moment and like acknowledge the accomplishment done so we can like get that sense of, you know, okay, I've done this and, and, you know, that's toward my goal. But I think that you and I like don't even, I just could say you and I, because I know that we think the same way in many moments, but like that we get to that place where we're not even like, we're not even able to like breathe and embrace that moment of growth. Like we're already on to the next thing, you know, cause it's yeah. just part of the process. But I think that it's like really important to kind of like take a deep breath and like appreciate those, those wins, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I think it's a lot of times easier said than done. And it's easy to appreciate looking back on them. Um, in the moment though, it's like, I don't know. It's a strange thing. I think I do sometimes like, is this driving me to, to want to be more successful or is this, is this a detriment to my happiness? Like, so I, like, would I trade this, this mentality that, that we have for, for peace and calm and like serenity? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know that we can. I hate to break it to you. Damn it. I think it's, I think it's part of our nature. I think to find the peace and allow ourselves to be the creative go-getter, you know, goal-driven kind of people, but like also to be able to make sure that we make time for this space. Like right now, this, this book that I'm working on the 40 day, you know, of, of the process that I'm, you have to set an alarm midday to like take a minute, just one minute to do like a miracle minute and kind of like, you know, embrace some of the things that you're working on. And like, if I have to set an alarm to make sure I take a minute to breathe for myself, then, then that's what I got to do. You know, what is a um, miracle minute? What is that? It's just a miracle minute. Like, so there's just, it's just a minute of, you know, of space. It's like in the middle of the day. So you just stop and close your eyes and take deep breaths. And there's different, um, you know, affirmations and things for each day of what, what I'm working on. So, but it's just, you know, it's what, what I can't, I I can't tell myself that I can't take a minute. You know what I mean? Like, I I just tried to take a minute outside and it started raining on me. Is that a sign? (laughs) That's a sign that you have to push harder to get your minute, your miracle minute. Gotcha. That maybe it wasn't the right time for my minute. So <laughs> it's funny because yesterday I was in kind of a little bit of a funk and it was like a, a not enough of not enough funk. And it was like my, my adversity for the day. And it, I had a funny experience where somebody, somebody who I rely on because that's what we we're I've always been trained to do that when we're in a struggle that we don't have to do it alone and that we can, we can lean on other people. So right. I reach out to somebody and they're like, well, man, the, the good news is you could always restart your day at any time. And I was just like, yeah, well, fuck you. Uh, right. I wish it was that easy. Do you have the reset button? Right. I think because like, you weren't, you didn't want to hear that solution right now. Cause it wasn't like what it wasn't, you know, you weren't open to that. Well, I think you know that sometimes it's not the solution Sometimes you can't restart your day and sometimes you're going to be stuck in a certain feeling or in a certain way. I think what the light at the end of the tunnel was that from past experience, I know by the next day when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to be feeling better that sometimes it's okay to take a day to just be full of self-pity as long as it doesn't last more than that day. Right. It can be a shitty day. Right. You can have a shitty day. day. It's no big deal. Sit in your, sit in your stink. You know, there's really nothing else you can do sometimes. And, and I knew that when he said that to me, I knew that's not happening. I, I'm not resetting my day. I'm in a certain mood. Let me be in my mood for the day. Let me be human. Right. Um, you weren't trying to change your feelings. You were walking through them. You were sitting in them and, and processing them and walking through them, you know? Yeah. I, and I think sometimes we have that expectation of ourselves 
that we we need to always be on on the ball and we should be able to reset our day and we should we should be able to just feel better whenever we want to and it, it just doesn't work like that sometimes um, I tried all the techniques yesterday I moved a muscle I went to the gym I I did whatever I could do to try to break my funk and I went to the I went to bed in the funk the same funk but I woke up today feeling a lot better yeah that's good that's good it's a difference what a very big difference what a day can make you know <laughs> Yeah. So and you we, did allow yourself to process and, and go through it. Like I, you know, I think that's normal. And then, you know, then you can be like, all right. And then you can kind of see it clearly more clearly the next day. Like what was irrational that you were thinking, what was like real, you know, and it's, it's just time, you know? Yeah. Time is a good, you know, you just like, let it go. You don't know what to do. Don't do anything. Just let it, let it go. Right. Exactly. Just l- let it be. It is what it is. And I think that's a big thing that we've learned as far as overcoming adversity goes. Like, yeah, we, you and I may want more in our life, but we're not seeking perfection right? and expecting ourselves to be perfect all the time and every day to go exactly how we want and to have these great breakthroughs every day of success is just not going to happen. And sometimes we're right. going to have a shit day Yeah, and that's okay. That's yep. okay. No one, no one expects us to, and we shouldn't expect ourselves to always be perfect. Exactly. And we're, we're far from it, but we are striving, you know, we're striving for growth. And, and I get that, you know, it's, it's like that frustration when you, like what you felt yesterday, you just kind of like get to this place where you just get like frustrated, you feel stuck, but that's like part of the push through. I feel like that's part of the time, like where the best breakthroughs happen or when we push through those times, you know? Right. And they, they can be very, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think it can be very like perspective offering too, of where, at the end of the day, when you're looking back on the whole day and how you behaved and how you feel, you could just really think it, bring yourself to reality and go, you know, things maybe aren't that bad. And it's a good time to start thinking of what you might be grateful for, what's good in your life. Um, and then the plan, if you feel stuck, like, what can you do to get, un- like, what is the goal? What is the plan? What, you know, how can I get unstuck? You know, like, right. action. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Absolutely. Action. And you know what? Honestly, if we didn't feel bad every once in a while, then then when things are good, we wouldn't be able to feel the good. If things were just good all the time, we would never really know that they're good. So right. we have to feel bad to know what we could be grateful for, know, know that we're on an upswing again. Absolutely. I'm with you. You Life know, would um, it would be, that. it would, it would, it would without the ups and downs. And I think the longer that I've been, you know, clean and sober, um, the more emotionally, um, the more emotional I've become, the more I've connected with my emotions. Like I used to, for years of my recovery, I could cry. I never could get emotional. I was very flat. Um, I think it was because of antidepressants, but like even I'm still in the same antidepressant, but now I'm just so much more um, connected to, to my emotions and I cry and I feel things and I feel things on a deep, deep level. unlike I never did before. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, what else you got working on? What are you, what are you doing? What are you working on? Um, lots of stuff. <laughs> always working on something. Um, you know, <laughs> always have a few side hustles. Somebody was joking about me to my husband and saying, Oh, what's Amanda going to squeeze in another five minutes of her day for another little side project. <laughs> and that that can be true i have been you know aware of that like you know that i've tried to like i always try to do things and, and some of it is avoiding being still i've definitely identified that hmm. um some of it is the passion and drive within me 
Um, so it's like a, a, a balance. Like I'm trying to not overcommit to too many things, but really stay focused on like my personal goals, my professional goals, my family goals, and really keep that streamlined. And I personally, I hired a coach. Um, you know, I've had, I've had a coach before, but it was not to the capacity where I have now. So I have my own coach that's helping me to be better and more organized with, and, and more just streamlined with the things in my life. Um, so that I'm really excited about. I think it's time that I invest in myself too and invest in, in some assistance. I, you know, I have mentors and I have, I have a therapist that I see, but I think I need someone to guide me a little bit with growth too. And I think it's time to invest a little bit in myself as well. Yeah. I did also start back in therapy. So I, all at, all at once when I kind of had a lot of stuff going on, um, I, I hired the coach, I started back in therapy um, and I am going to do this really cool intervention training in New York, um, next month. And I'm like paying for it myself. And like, you know, it just felt really good. Like, you know, I don't, I, when you first, as a woman, when you first become like independent, like no guy pays for you and your parents don't pay for you, you like pay for something yourself. That like is a really good feeling. And like my company is paid for like all things I've done. But the fact that I was like paying for this one myself, it yeah. felt like really, like, I just felt really proud of that. It felt yeah. like really gratifying. Like I'm doing this. You know, investing in myself, and I was just really proud. No, that so, is cool. That's cool, it's, and, it's, and it's, it's inspiring to see you always seeking that growth out, and knowing that you have to continue to educate yourself, and that that you need to bring other people in to help yourself grow. I mean, I think that's that's a huge message in itself. That it's not going to happen on your own. You're not just going to wake up in the morning and feel more confident or or have more skills. Right. And it's scary when you're like, all right, okay, so I made, you know, I'm making this much money and my life costs this much and then I'm going to go spend this money on this. Like that, that part was, I was in fear of that, but I actually talked to my husband and, you know, I was like, babe, what should I do? Should I do hire this, this coach for me or should I do the training? He goes, babe, do both. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think of that. (laughs) I was like, okay, that's cool. So he's supportive and I'm going to do, I'm going to do both, you know, and, um, and just, I just, it, it can't hurt. That's for sure. By the way, I don't know if our listeners have noticed by now, but we don't have a guest today. And it's kind of just a, we wanted to take a Blake and Amanda day. Yeah, we need those every once in a while, I feel like. We need to like bring it back to, to us and what we're going through. That's, you know, that's how it started. And I know people loved our banter and like our friendship. And, you know, that's, that's obvious through the, the podcast that we've, you know, we're funny and we vibe off one another and we have good, you know, a good friendship. Yeah. So it's good to it's good to do that. Tell why don't you tell our listeners that you about about your competition that you have, but it's not I don't have it too, but just you. My competition. Your competition you have with me, but I don't have it back with oh, you. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so let me tell you where this relates back to because this is something that I've kind of done my whole life. So this is why I don't I can't do like a group exercise class like Orange Theory. Because I, I can't help but compete with whoever's doing the best in the room. This also relates like all the way back to college, like doing like a spinning class. If I just needed a day of cardio, I'm competing with the teacher, but they have no idea that they're competing with me. So I, I like to pick people to compete with who are doing big things in their life. And it inspires me, honestly. Like, so you have no idea, but I've been competing with you this whole time of <laughs> trying to to make a lot more personal growth. So like everything that you're doing is just lighting a fire under my ass to say, Hey, she's winning right now. She's <laughs> doing more right now. You need to step up your game and start doing a little bit more also. 
But you know, there's so many ways you're winning and there's so many ways that you inspire me and put light a fire up my ass for me to go like do certain things, you know, like I think it's just wherever we're focused and it helps like if you're focused on one thing and I'm focused on another and I hear like you're, you know, excelling in that area, that makes me want to work on that area more too. You know? Yeah. I, <laughs> you're right. Um, but I don't see that. You know what I mean? This is not built in my DNA. So I think <laughs> you're doing that I'm not. And I'm like, okay, here, here, she's trying to, oh, she's trying to beat me now. Okay. I mean, you're not, but in my head, that's what, that's what keeps me going. It's the competition. Of course. That's I awesome. Think, I think why I'm interested, uh, and I told you this yesterday, why I'm interested also maybe in investing in a coach for myself is that I've become self-aware enough and I think it's important that we all become self-aware enough to know that I am not always a self-starter. So unless I'm really pushed by, by true pain, like with the book, I was, I was not in a great place. So I was pushed by that pain to do something creative and it really worked out. But when I'm in the kind of that middle area of not sure what to do, I just, I, I know I can shut down and I know I won't be a self-starter or I'll procrastinate things. Um, right. This PowerPoint I'm working on for Saturday's event that I'm speaking at, I'm literally working on the PowerPoint now, and I've had two months to do this, and I'm working on my speech now for the first right. time, two days away. So I need someone sometimes to hold me accountable, and having a coach that can outline and give me deadlines, I think, is something that uh, that I need. So being yeah. aware enough, it helps change some really some of the important. patterns too. You know, like not like changing your pattern and changing your, um, you know, just, just with the coach, with the accountability, you know, it's like, you're going to have to do things differently is what the hope is, you know, like, so that you don't procrastinate, you don't wait till the last minute, you know, that you grow from it. Right. Yeah, no, uh, you're absolutely right. And that's what I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for that. I I'm at a point of stagnation right now and I don't know the way out and I don't know where to even start. And that is, freezing me in place of not doing anything then um, besides what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis, my normal stuff. So I need some change and I need some accountability and I need somebody else to say, Hey Blake, you have two more days to do this or Hey Blake, do this by today and show me your work. You know, I was right. let's work on it together. You know, I was always best in the math classes where they said that you have to show me your work because okay. that, that made me actually do the work. Accountable. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, yeah, no, I'm excited about it. Pick an answer and hope I'm right. So if I have to show yeah. the work, I'm always best. Yeah, because you can't. Yeah. And like, and that's, I think for you and I too, that like, so like take on all these other things, it'll help us be more organized. It'll help us have, you know, I think it'll help us get further faster with the things we're trying to do. And I think that it's truly an investment because I feel like, you know, this money that's invested in it will be made back within no time. Yeah, I think so too. You know, while while I have you on the phone, let me ask you, or on the uh, while we're recording, I don't know why I said on the phone. Um, while we're on the air, on the air, yeah, that was weird. Um, maybe I can go over a few of the things. So the point of my my speech on Saturday is it's called "Meet My Life's Professor: Addiction," and it's all the things that addiction has taught me that I wish I knew before that can apply to anybody. And let me see what you think about these things that I've put here. So, because I think it goes really a, a lot in line with what we're talking about. Um, okay, cool. Nice to anybody. So um, first, it starts off with what we've been talking about this whole time and is the the struggle of growth. And you and I have been talking about that. And I have a quote here by Napoleon Hill that says, strength and growth comes only through continuous effort and struggle. Mm-hmm. 
so learning that I, I can't just expect to wake up one day and be better. I, if right. I have depression issues, if I have addiction issues, I have to actually put in hard work to make them go away. If I'm having a tough time at a job, if I'm whatever it may be, I'm going to have to lean into that, that, that struggle and really put in some time and effort uh, into getting out of it. Yeah, that's not, that's the hard part, but it, it's what you have to do. So we have to do, we have to show up, we have to do yeah. it. And then the next one is that I've learned not to assume that all of the assumptions that I used to make about addicts and, and having an addiction problem are all what kept me sick. Like assuming that people were going to judge me, assuming that there was no way out, assuming that uh, people are worse than I am, so I don't really have a problem, assuming that if I try to take steps towards getting better, um, I'm exposing myself and that means I'm weak. Yeah, all good stuff. And you know what really good like stuff. you assume? Yep, you make an ass out of you and me. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Then the next one is that I, a quote I thought of actually yesterday while driving that there is a solution to every problem, not a problem to every solution Mm. and and take suggestions and being open to realize that we don't know everything. So relying on other people and for their suggestions and not shooting down every suggestion somebody gives you and trying to just problem shoot every, every suggestion somebody gives you, just give it a shot, especially if you're in a place of struggle. Even just yeah, opening your mind to listening. Even like in in my addiction and in my recovery, I've been to the, in that I know it all place, you know, and not open to anything. But God, do I have so much to learn, and do I need to be open to so many things? The more and more I learn, you know. I always find that when I'm in the worst place mentally is when I'm and people try to help me is when I say I know, I know, I know to everything that they tell me, and then I don't actually yeah. do anything that they suggest because I think I know better that it's not right. going to work for me. And taking those suggestions that they give me usually is what gets me out of it, or at least helps me learn and grow. Right. And sometimes it's not even the messenger, it's the message. You know, that's the thing I've also learned too. It's like, oh, they, they, I can't stand that person, blah, blah, blah. They're not going to listen to what they have to say. But sometimes it's not about them. It's about what they said, their experience. And it's maybe a message from, you know, divine, you know, order. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, the next one is a simple one that we talk about all the time, but it's gratitude. And it says, what am I grateful for today? And it's just taking that moment that we talked about to put things into perspective uh, when things are really bad for us, of putting things into perspective of, of, let's go back to basics. And what am I grateful for today? And I know when I, in the morning, the first thing I have to do is wake up and, and express my gratitude and just be grateful for the floor I'm leaning on, for the bed I'm leaning against, and for the roof over my head sometimes for my yeah. wife for my family, for a job, for money in the bank, you know, just, just those simple things in life. Yeah. There's so many internal and external things to be grateful for that. Like, you know, sometimes you just don't think of, but God, there's so much. Yeah. We get, we get so caught up in the nitty gritty of every day that we forget that we have so much to be grateful for. Right. And caught up in the petty stuff, kind of like, you know, in our own minds, the things that we, we tell ourselves and stories that we get stuck in our heads, you know, but it's not that, it's not that deep on the big scale, you know? When you first got clean and sober, did you, I I remember my gratitude list had literally one thing on it. And that one thing was just that I'm sober today. 
And that was it. I, I couldn't even think of other things to be grateful for. But as time went on, it started, I started adding to that list. Did you have a similar experience with that? I did not. Um, I was one of those people that people made fun of, like, and said that I was always on the pink cloud because <laughs> I was so happy because I had spent, you know, 10 years kind of in and out and, and, in mental institutions and, and just really in a bad, dark place. So that when I finally got like a taste of like what recovery was and like really clean, I, um, I just was so happy and so grateful, like annoyingly. Well, that's funny. That's yeah, very and it hasn't gone, and it hasn't gone away. I mean, most of the time, I'm pretty, you know, I, I mean, of course, I go through stuff and I share my feelings, but I'm like really happy most of the time. And, and my gratitude list was was always like really bulky from the beginning. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, good, crazy. Good for you. Mine was a yeah. total opposite experience, and I, I had to kind of learn to be okay with that. But it was a cool experience to watch the gratitude list grow over time as I started getting gaining perspective and kind of rejoining reality. Um, and kind of coming out of the fog of the depression and the addiction and everything else I had going on and seeing that there was more and more to be grateful for. And I was adding to that list things that I didn't even have before. There was things that were, should have been on the list that I just couldn't even focus on, like family and all of that. But then there was also things that I was adding to that list. Like now I have a job. Now I have my mom back in my life. Now I have X, Y, and Z. I keep filling it in and I keep gaining more and more as I recovered. Right. That's awesome. And then there's just a couple more on here. Um, the next one is a quote from our girl, Brene Brown, that Hi, in order for connection to happen, we have to allow ourselves to be seen or really be seen. And I think that this is one of the most important ones. It's a lesson in vulnerability. Mm. And yeah being exposed. And I think one of the biggest things that my addiction taught me was to be myself and that all of the good that I can bring also comes along with bad and that that's me and it's okay. And I need to accept myself and that's how I'm going to gain real connection, real friendships by allowing myself to be vulnerable to others and that when I need help, it's okay to admit it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think as the more work I do and the older I get, um, you know, being, being okay with just being vulnerable and being myself. And like, even if, if it's not for somebody else and that's not, it's not for them, you know, that I, I, I can't, I can no longer be who other people want me to be. And I, and I don't want to be, you know, finally, um, but like, I just, I, I, I'm just myself all the time. I'm honest. When people ask me a question, I'm not going to lie and be like, oh yeah, I'm great. Everything's great. Like if someone asks me, I'd be like, I'm, I've had a shitty week. You know, like I'm not going to BS people, you know, and I can only be who I can be. And I can, in people, some people love me. Some people, I, it's none of my business. They don't, you know, but like part of being, I was scared to be vulnerable. I was scared to be me. I was scared of what people would think of me if they really knew me, you know? And by the way, yeah, no, you're right. And by the way, you can do you could promote vulnerability in other people by when you could tell, and we're all intuitive beings, when you could tell something's off with somebody and you ask how they're doing and they say, fine, feel free to, if you want to build a connection with that person and make them feel better without them even realizing, feel free to poke and prod a little bit more. Go, really? Are you sure? Because you seem a little bit off. I'm here to talk to you if you want and, and get in a little bit more. And that's how we build those real connections with each other. And that's what's missing. We're so always so caught up in our own heads that we forget that we 
people, we need to rely on people, but people need to rely on us sometimes too. And they may be too afraid to ask. Very true. Very true. Opening it up and reaching out, you know, kind of embracing them. I sound so wise right now. What's going on? Something just like, see, well, you were in your funk and now you're, it's a whole nother day. Yeah. See, the whole nother day has been good to you. Well, and the last thing that I have on here really goes along with that. It's a acronym for happy, H-A-P-P-Y, helping another person past your experience. Mm, I love it. Which we just came up with right before we started recording. Well, the you're, you, people you speak to are, are, are very fortunate. You're awesome. <laughs> oh, just stop it. Keep going. <laughs> so, well, I think that does it all for episode 15. What do you think? I think so. I think we have to, you know, do our special surprise, but we don't have anybody to surprise today. We just have to, you know, let it out. Oh, I almost forgot about let it out. And by the way, before we let it out, we have a pretty cool guest next week. We that, do. Don't forget to listen to episode number 16 with a ex-NFL player who's overcome a lot of adversity. So yeah, yeah. Should be pretty excited about that one. Be very cool. Grateful to have him. What is your let it out? My let it out. Oh boy, I can't even think of one right now because I usually just kind of pull them out the top of my head. <laughs> uh, my let it out is, I guess you know, kind of like the theme that we've been when talking about, like the self growth and like the um, you know, just to be like kind and gentle to myself to others, you know, to try to be loving, compassionate, and kind to myself and others, and. Um, allow for processes to do the work, to show up, to set up, but not have to like, you know, annoy myself. I do annoy myself with like the pressures I put on myself. So my little bit, let it out is towards my, is to myself, like stop giving yourself so much of a hard time. Stop being so rough and, you know, give, give yourself love, Amanda, and, you know, be proud of your work and just do show up, do what you need to do and, and leave the rest to, you know, the universe. Can I just say ditto? Like it's pretty much how Hell I, yeah. That's my let it out also. Ditto. What she said. All right. <laughs> that's love what it. she said. I love it. So if you want to find us, you can find us on Facebook at Overcoming Adversity. Um, we're also on Instagram uh, at Overcoming Adversity Podcast. Oh, it's also podcast. And then if you want to um, either nominate a guest with two paragraphs or nominate yourself as a guest um, with two paragraphs, um, please email us at um, overcomingadversitypodcast at gmail.com. You can find Blake. Blake, how can they find you for your own, own things? It's easy for me. Just go to Blake Evan Cohen pretty much on all the socials. Uh, Blake Evan C or Blake Evan Cohen on all the socials. Um, BlakeEvanCohen.com is also another place you can find me. And of course, you can go to Amazon today. Go type in I Love You More, Blake Cohen. And my book will come up there and you can purchase the book there. It is still on sale for $9.99. It is a quick read. I promise you it'll be worth it though. It's such a good book. When I read it, I was like, Blake, that was so good. Like almost like, you know, not I knew it would be good, but it was like really good. Um, so I was really so proud of you to read that. Um, so you can find me by um, AmandaEmpower.com um, or Amanda Empowers on Instagram or Amanda Empowers on Facebook. So yeah. Awesome. Great, great catching up today, Blake. And, you know, I feel a little inspired and a little less uh, in my head. I do feel a little better, honestly. Good. I do too. All right. All right. Awesome. Everybody. Everyone have Thanks a great week. week. Bye-bye. I want to break free.